0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Rose and Brass Snuggles
1: Podcast. I'm your boy, Zachary Davis. All right, this will keep it. follow what's happening this week, dog? How you what's doing? What's going on?
0: What's going on? How you
1: doing this week, brother? Oh, uh, man, I can't complain. You know, just keeping it moving, bro. Another week, man. man, man. We at it, bro. So what you got for us this week, man?
0: Episode 26, we're here to help you circumvent any problems you'll have in your relationship. You know what I'm saying? We just okay. back to give it to you.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Let's keep it going. 26, man. That's, that's epic, man. That's epic. Man, man, we're on a
0: milestone, and this is a special one. This is a special one. We're going to bring it in in just a second. We have a you know, a, a very special guest this week. Uh, really, you know what? We're going to skip the formalities. Both of us had a great week. You know, <laughs> Not much change from last week. We just being husband and fathers and uh, keep it moving, so... We're going to go ahead and bring in, we have Miss Deetra Giles. All right, uh, all right. Man, she's a growth coach, TED Talk speaker, and fellow podcaster, and we're just excited to have on. She's our first guest, man. Please give a round of applause, man. Round of
1: applause. That's what's
2: up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a good introduction, Zach. Oh,
0: yeah. And, you know, we're glad to have you and uh, very honored, you know, to have you in our presence and be in your presence. You know what I mean? So uh, we thank you for coming in. Uh, We've had a lot of requests for a a woman's point of view. You know, it's just us guys on here and we're going back and forth. And they said, uh, you guys need a, a grown lady to get in here and start talking with you guys. So.
2: Agreed. I, I'm here for it, though.
1: I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we in trouble, dog. We in tr- hey, hey, we we gotta bring it, man. Hey, what I was telling uh, Zach was, uh, D also writes for uh, YBE, and when I tell you, she's like, I've yet to ever read anything that she's written and not grow from it. You know what I'm saying? And every time she steps into a situation, she sets it on fire, man. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a great show, man. It's a great show. Yes, oh And so this is a continuation
0: of last week This is why shouldn't men Just pay for sex part two
2: mm,
0: mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, Deidre I know You kind of heard what we had to say last week And we wanted to get a woman's perspective You know what I mean um, on, on your thoughts on that type of <laughs> Activity
2: so, here is my thing there, You can do two things with your money you can buy things or you can invest in things. And the same is true for women. So you can buy sex or you can invest in a relationship. Neither is bad. You just have to be clear about what outcome you expect with your money. And also for me, paying for sex makes you lazy. Here's the thing. I remember <laughs> when I When I started, when I started my business, I got really, really busy and I grew up in the old school black house. Like if the house don't smell like bleach, it ain't clean. So I had issues because everything wasn't clean. So I ended up hiring somebody to come in and clean. I realized after hiring this person to clean for a certain amount of time, I wasn't so keen on cleaning. I became lazy around cleaning. So when she wasn't there, my house wasn't clean the way it needed to be because I was supposed to be doing it. So, when you're paying for sex, you're paying for the illusion of hmm. doing things right. You're paying for the illusion because that woman is there to make you think you lay the pipe and you're not, right? <laughs> she's there to make you feel good about yourself and you ain't doing, you ain't hitting nothing right. So, when now you get a w- with a woman and you're trying to have this relationship, you coming at her like you went at the woman you paid and she's not here for the mess. Like, bruh. This is mutually beneficial. I'm going to help you pop off. You're going to help me pop off. So if you used to paying for it and not concerned about the pop off, this ain't going to work. So you have to be mindful. Is there anything wrong with it? No, but be clear about what the outcomes you expect are going to be. Well, let Mm -hmm. let me, let
1: me throw this out there right quick, because I had this conversation with my thing thing. And, um, like this, this is, this is the man's one aspect of the man's point of view. Like we get to that point at times. So we ain't trying to serve nothing besides our own agenda. You know what I mean? So we ain't looking for no relationship. You know what I'm saying? We're looking for like right then, right now. And I only want as much as I can afford. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at those two different angles, if I'm only interested in what I'm interested in, you can give me all the faking you want to give me because I don't care. I just want what I want. And then when we finish... You go on about your business, and I go on about my business. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that road of saying, like, okay, like you said, you could either buy or
2: you can invest, right? So and sometimes I, we don't want to invest. We I think that's buy. very valid. I think it's val. I think you have to recognize what you actually want, right? Because sometimes y'all are paying twice. Some dudes are out here <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> some dudes are trying to invest and pay for it at the same time. And it's like, you're, gonna, you're spending double your money. You got to pick a lane, bro. Like, are we paying for it or are we investing in it? And sometimes you do just want, and that happens for women too. Sometimes you're like, I just want you to come and go. I actually had a client that was fairly, fairly wealthy. I'm talking about old school generational money. And I would ask him, he was very open about paying for escorts and things like that. And he was pretty famous. And I said, why? You could get any woman in the world you want. Why are you paying for sex? And he said, Deidre, I'm not paying them to come. I'm paying them to leave. (laughs)
0: Ooh. 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 <laughs> That's correct. That's correct.
2: right. And I understood. I was like, I get it because you—you're not trying to have somebody chasing your money. You're not trying to have to explain. You're a jet setter. You own a private jet. You likely to be here today, gone tomorrow. You're not trying to have nobody checking where you at when you coming home. He was like, I'm not paying him to come, paying him to leave. So I get it. I, he had a rationale. There are too many dudes out here trying to pay for sex that have no rationale and are stuck wondering where all the good women at. Well, you're paying the wrong ones. I mean,
0: no, that's that's understandable, and I never really looked at it from the 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 side of being becoming lazy and. You know, men, if we getting it for free, you know, what they say, if you get the cow for free, you get the milk for free, you're not going to buy the cow, you know. Mm-hmm. So I understand that we can get into that mind state, uh, you know, pretty easy and pretty quickly. If we're, we're steady more buying it and it's coming easy and then we're not going to go out there and hunt anymore. It's like, you know, Akiba always talks about like a lion in a zoo. Are it's we going, you know, we're going to get lazy hunting? You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. And then you, when it's time for you to have a relationship, you haven't had to do that. And now you're wondering. I don't know how to wind and dine a woman. I don't know how. I don't know how to make her want to have sex. I don't know what it looks like when she wants to have sex. And now we all stuck. Yeah. Who has time for that?
1: So let me let me ask you <laughs> this. So when looking at the whining and dining, you know what I'm saying. Last week we was talking about the math of it, right? So when we, when we look at the math of whining and dining, like make no mistake about it. When a man takes you out, he wants to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. Period. You know what I'm saying? From hello. Because we don't see you from across the street and be like, oh, she got a beautiful personality. We ain't, ain't, that's not what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So if it takes on a series, or let's say it takes seven dates, and I'm just putting a number out there seven days. You know what I'm saying? Because we know what we want to do on date one. You know what I'm saying? But it might stretch out seven. And you spend 200 bucks, you know, invested 1400 bucks in and potentially getting it because ain't, ain't no closing out. So, like Zach said last week, you know what I'm saying? You done blowing your marketing budget. And now, you, now you're just out there, you know what I'm saying? So when, when spinning it back to the baseness of men, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying every single man on the planet is this base, but I am saying that every man I've ever come in contact with, we have a level of baseness to us where it's just like our wives are our wives because we like what they look like with no clothes on. So let's not play that game like, oh, she had a beautiful personality across the park. Nah, that, okay, you got to know that later. So my question for you is this, is when looking at it from a woman's standpoint and saying like, okay, those seven dates, you may not even want to put out on date number seven, right? So what do you think about you paying for all seven dates? So therefore that keeps it all
2: even. I'm not doing that. She's like, I ain't doing that. Why not? It was
0: quick, though. It was how oh
2: quick it was. Because here's the reality. I know that you didn't see my personality from across the street. That's why I'm in the gym five days a week. That's why I don't consume and eat anything. I know that I am giving a, a, an image that makes it worth your while and your time. Now, I have to value myself enough that know that, yes, you can buy me a meal, but I can buy myself a meal. I have my own number in mind but you're paying for my company. That's not how you see it. Cause I know how you think we, and I think sometimes men forget that what stage the woman may be in when I might've been 20 something. I didn't know how men thought my single friends. Now we 40 something. We've been in this game long enough. We know how men think. And I know that when you take me out to dinner, you think you're going to get some. I also know you ain't unless I want to. Right? And so, no, I'm not buying for dinner because my time is valuable. You are paying for my time. You are paying for all that you saw across the street in them jeans. I know how my butt fit in them jeans. (laughs) I saw you seeing me looking at you and turning my head so you didn't see me seeing you seeing me. I know how this all worked and I'm not paying for dinner. Okay.
0: Uh, uh. So how do you feel? Um, I think a lot of men have ran into situations where they take women out and they go to a restaurant and a woman grabs the most expensive thing on the menu or she's drinking, you know, the most expensive thing. Do you think there should be some type of limit? Not saying that they couldn't buy it themselves, but just understanding like this isn't a, you know what I mean? A free fall. You know what I mean? I think a lot of guys g- get affected by that, those type of actions.
2: Now here's what I will say. I don't agree with using men for meals, right? So if I go out man. with you a Prior to marriage, I'm genuinely interested in you. If I know I have friend zoned you already, then yes, I'm covering the mill unless you like. No, I refuse to let you pay. But if I know we walked in the door and you were friend zoned, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna do that. But if we go out, it, and O'Kiba can tell you, it, there is no mystery about how I roll. I'm gonna order <laughs> what I would order if I was paying. So if I go to Nobu, I'm going to order the chef special, which is about $175 per person. I'm not going to lower my standard because you're paying. Like, no, but I'm not going to make it a mystery to you either. I'm a bourbon girl. I love me some Eagle Ridge. I'm (laughs) ordering what I order. Mm. So I'm, and maybe I just, I'm just not in your weight class. Don't punch above your weight class. It's Mm. cool, but know what you're dealing with. And and for women, don't make it a mystery. Like, I'm not going to get you out there and be like, well, you know, this is what I'm going to order. Well, you're going to know before you get there. Because oh, yeah. I'm going to look like the side of the menu that I'm ordering from. Okay. Mm.
1: Hey, so mm. okay. 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 Let me ask you this then. Let me, let's put this out there. Because I'm, I'm like, when I was out in them streets dating, you know, I'm very direct with it. You know what I'm saying? So my thing would always be like, you're only eating three times. I'm going to tell you that on them. On the front end of it. You ain't eating but three times. And I don't care if it's an Arby's sandwich. I don't care if it's the chef's special. I don't care if it's me cooking. You got three meals over here.
2: Three you know guys. what I'm saying? That's a part three, of my... Three meals before part. what? Three meals before, like, we not seeing each other more For you give it up either we, or what? Hey, either you giving it up or you getting
1: out. It's Ooh, those God. two things because it's just like if I'm here... was <laughs> <laughs> <if Because I'm laughs> the pearls when <what> you say it. <laughs> I'm a oh You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm here, I'm here because I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? So I, I believe like one of the most important things dudes can do is be clear about what your intentions are. You know what I'm saying? So that way, because I don't like the guessing thing, I don't like the mm-hmm. pretending like it's something that it's not. So I will tell you on, on that first. You know how you do them late night conversations and y'all talking from eight p.m. Then you got to take a break and then you get back on at ten and then you're talking to two. All in that, I'm saying, hey, you got three meals. And the funny thing about it is women had thought I was joking. Like, like oh, you are so crazy? I'm like, no, nah, I'm dead serious. You got three meals. Ma- you got three meals <laughs> off of me. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing. Thanks, yeah. Hey, you're going to eat three times. I'm telling you. You can stretch it out if you want. <laughs> but my, 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 my thing is, in, in saying that to you, is um, how do you feel about the directness of a
2: man saying something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like Like, where do you stand with that? Oh, no, I completely appreciate honesty, like, and, and I come to the table with the same thing. Like, and, and the reason, so part of it is y'all may have picked the wrong woman <laughs> um, because I approached, when I met my husband, I had determined I'm never getting married and never having kids. So I didn't approach this whole dating scene with I'm trying to get me a man and I'm gonna be with forever. So you'd have catered me like three meals, are you out? I'd be like, cool, one, two, I right, it was nice. Them some good meals, holla at you. But I would have told you the same thing, like, okay, that's cool with me. I'll probably be out at the three meals because you ain't done nothing in three meals to get this. Like you you just have not.
0: I don't know. So why did you come to that decision, uh, you know, before you got married that you thought you weren't going to get married?
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't see I didn't see a lot of or any really constructive relationships. And I did, I thought because as a child growing up, I just thought that's what relationships were. So I concluded I don't want that. That's foolishness. I'm good on that. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I have my plan. I'm going to go to college. Uh, move to New York, go get my my master's and PhD in Columbia and become somebody in somebody's embassy across the world. I never had plans on living in the US. I never had plans on living in one place more than a year. And I absolutely did not plan on getting married and having children.
0: And and that's something that we touch on a lot is how we we act in front of our kids and things like that. Because you said something very interesting about how what you saw as a child kind of you know, constructed your idea of marriage. And so you thought that's not something I want, not really understanding that there was another side to it and a, you know, a different kind of love, should we say?
2: Yeah. And my kids see something very different. I even laugh at how they argue with each other. I'm like, y'all have never seen people like, they've never seen people go at it. One, my husband does not raise his voice. So I think in our entire 20 Three years ago, we married twenty years, so we've been um, together about twenty-three years. In our entire twenty-three years, he's raised his voice at me one time, and yeah. I was like, ooh, ooh, "Don't ever do it again!" I'll kill you sleep. Like, yeah. And but but I will say he was the one that he's terrified. It. I believe he's terrified of Kiva No, no, <laughs> no, it, no, no, not really. It was because he set that standard because our very first argument when we were in college, I raised my voice at him. And he was like, hold on, what you doing? Like, what what's happening right now? Yeah. And I was like, um, what do you mean? We're arguing. He was like, no, 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 no. We don't raise our voices at each other. We're two adults and we can have a conversation. That's disrespectful. I'm not going to do it to you. You're not going to do it to me. And I, for, to this day, I remember that moment. I don't remember what we were arguing about because I instantly leaned in and was like, so how how do people argue without raising their voice <laughs> and he had to walk me through how we were going to disagree for the rest of our relationship. Cause that's all I, I all I saw was we argue and sometimes we literally go to blows. Yeah. No in between. No. No, it, and he, he was like, no nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. And to this day, our kids have never seen us argue. And it's not because we don't argue, they've seen us disagree, but they've never heard us raise our voice at each other because we don't do it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something all of us can work on is our communication. That's People always ask me, you know, what's the key to, uh, you know, being married a long time. I've been married 17 years and, you know, O'Keele's been married a little while. So I think people always ask what's the key to it. And I say communication. Like if you can communicate and get out what you're feeling and what's the problem, that's going to solve a lot of the issues you have. Because if one person can't tell you how they feel or what's wrong without you having a, you know, a quick reaction... Then it is gonna turn ugly quick.
2: Yep. And it's for me, it's communication and commitment. Like no matter what happens, we have committed that we're going to be together. So yeah. oh, when yeah. things go south, <laughs> it's like, nah, you, you can be up all mad all you want. You need to come get in this bed because we have committed to being together. Like you could be And smart. I think that's
0: a <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big thing missing from marriages today. Marriages and relationships, like people are quick to lead. Like, get up and leave. Like, Mm -hmm. not that divorce wasn't, it was easier even before because you could get up and go to the store and never come home. Nobody could find you back then. But they were, it was still a level of commitment there. Like, hey, I know you messed up, but we're going to get through this. Hey, I know you're wrong. You're doing this, but we're going to get through this. And I think somehow we've lost that, you know, in the last couple of
2: decades. I, I do because we haven't seen people. First of all, let's say divorce needed to happen. People need to be able to get divorced. But when it became so easy to do it, it was like, oh, I don't like you today. I'm out. And I'm like, here's some days I might not like you. That don't mean we ain't going to be together. And I think the insert of TV and reality TV has so many people believing that there are better options out there. Like, I I can see my single friends. Y'all... it ain't a whole lot out there. Like the world ain't beaming with folks that's just ready to love you like you want to be loved. Like you better ride with, you better ride out with what you got. So let me let me throw this out here because since we're talking
1: about communication, right? And there's a difference. Zach and I laugh about this. What I'm about to say. Um, there's this like in marriage, right? You have to be able to clearly communicate about your sexual expectations. Now, the complicated thing about being married is that sometimes you don't want sex like you married. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just want that thing that Zach said this one time, like you'd be looking at each other strange the next morning. In the morning, you wanna get, (laughs) yeah, you can't look each other in the eye. You don't even wanna talk about
0: it. Like, don't don't bring that up. Oh, I can't believe you did that.
1: (laughs) So that part of saying men paying for sex and this, that, and the third, like that's something that you earn because you invested in it. You know what I'm saying? but that's also a part of our nature and women may even feel that same way. So we're lo- looking at it from your standpoint and saying, okay, there are those things, you know, whatever that thing is, where it might be, you know, once a month, once a week, once, a whatever. How do you manage that as a wife? If, you, if you, your thing, your old man say, hey, X, Y, and Z, you know what I'm saying? Are there any limits on, or boundaries as long as it's what, maybe not a third person coming or third woman.
2: Yeah. My thing is you can't bring anybody else in, but I remember like, I'm I'm that radical person. So I remember uh, talking to a married women's ministry one time. This is in church. So I'm that heathen that got saved, but I'm still being worked on. So I still got heathenistic ways. <laughs> so I'm in the church. Like what's wrong with some of y'all is y'all haven't had disrespectful sex in a while. Like that's, that's the barrier. You need to have some disrespectful sex and you, your life will go better. Like try it. And and I remember back when 50 shades of gray first came out. And it was like all the rage. Everybody was screaming like, "Ooh, 50 shades of gray." And I could I could tell by people's response to the book what kind of sex life they had. Because the people Ooh. that was like, "Ooh, 50 shades of gray." I was like, "You ain't y'all ain't doing it, right?" yeah uh, everybody else was like oh that's that's interesting okay you know nice read it was poorly like I'm reading like a li- literal person I'm you know I'm a an English major this was poorly written the sentence structure was horrible it was basic character <laughs> like development because it wasn't anything in it. that I was like oh my gosh they have ropes so yeah people at that that's part of communication too saying what you want and building that's where the investment comes in you're investing in building this relationship that she'll say cool let's try it i won't look you in the eye tomorrow you won't look <laughs> me in the eye and we'll go about our ways and we're like this never happened and, and then we'll try it again. <laughs> like that's that's part of the investment piece that you don't that you get lazy about because you paying somebody, she do whatever you say, and now you get this woman that you got to build a th- this long-term relationship with. you like, hey, how about you let me put it here? She's like, wait, uh, you ain't put in that kind of work. You've been late. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know you like that.
2: hey right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, So this is another one. Since we have you here is, what do you say to your single friends in terms of them trying to get into a relationship? Because we're always telling guys, you know, what they need to do, they need to, you know listen a little bit more and, you know what I mean, do the things to act like a husband, you know, they become a husband. What do you say to them? Do they need to lower their standards? Where is the, the the miscommunication between men and women? You know, not lower their standards all the way, but you know some women have a checklist, should I say. Not lower their standards, mm-hmm. but you know they have a checklist, and if you don't check every box, that you know, you're not a good fit for them.
2: You know what I will say is I do tell a lot of my friends to have I don't want to say realistic expectations, but don't put certain parameters on your list that limit stuff. So right now people will have a checklist and on that checklist is lawyer. And I had a it's funny because I had a client and he owned an auto body shop. This man, debt-free auto body shop, greasy every day, making a killing. He was dating this lawyer, one lawyer she deep in debt, but she could not she could not stomach the idea of taking this grease monkey around her lawyer friends. Uh-huh. So he didn't meet her checklist because he didn't meet that little box. Now, he ended up marrying a doctor who quit her job, <laughs> help her, help him run his business because he was, he was that dude. I'm like, this dude owns several body shops. He's an That's entrepreneur. Crazy. He's making bank. And you're going to miss out because he's not an attorney or he's not a doctor. He doesn't have some beautiful job. So when he introduces himself, like he, people ask him, what did he do? He would say, I'm a mechanic. And she's like, why can't you say you own an auto body shop? He was like, because every day I go in and I fix cars. I'm a mechanic. Right. And so some of these checklists are the superficial stuff, take it off, but having integrity being a guy that's going to be loyal, having a plan for our lives, having some financial stamina and financial savviness. Those are things I'm not taking off. Do I need you to be a lawyer? Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. mm Yeah. I think women can definitely um, pull from there because that's definitely one of those things we see with that laundry list of expectations and saying, like you said, okay, well, he's is not a, an attorney. That's $400,000 in debt, but this brother is a million dollars up. You know what I'm saying? And that's definitely one of those things. Where we need more women speaking that gospel of the quality of the dude. And also, yeah. like, like man, them hands can be dirty, but them pockets can be clean and full,
2: man. Listen. stop. stop. <laughs> I was tripping because I was like, it's funny because when I met my husband, I was like, uh, I don't want no college dude. I need a dude that can fix the hot water heater when it goes out. And I didn't know my husband was raised old school. He was like, I could fix a hot water heater. Oh I've yeah. installed a roof on the house with my dad. Like, so I'm like, I I'm not trying to have some dude. we gotta somebody gonna come and scam me and you because you don't know how to plug the toilet. I can't. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. That's crazy. So we're gonna keep you around. We're gonna bring you into our next segment. This is called the altar call. This is um where we kind of get little um uh, tidbits from around the internet and people send in questions and uh They just want to hear our thoughts and we give our reactions to things. So we love for you to stay to this part. So organist, go ahead and bring us in. So this is one, as you spoke about um, meeting your husband, someone asked, how do we meet our spouses and how soon and how how did we know they're the ones? Ooh. So we'll let you go ahead and start.
2: (laughs) I met my husband when I was in college trying to mind my business. Um, but I am and have always been cute. So (laughs) he saw me, hit his boys up. and was like, who is that one? Um, and we were very upfront about our expectations from the beginning. He was very clear. I'm looking for my wife and he didn't have any bones about it even though i was like yeah i'm not getting married have kids he's like cool but you need to know that if you're messing with me i'm looking for my wife so early on but meet them meet you know but you can meet people everywhere like i I've, I've seen i have friends that met people in the grocery store oh, like oh, go out your house looking like you you want to be seen <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a, hey that's the truth cuz there's a lot of people out there looking like they don't want to be seen nowadays and um mine was uh it it was kind of crazy so I had a neighbor that was living next door to me we became friends and he had he was showing me his yearbook one day I don't know why and I saw my wife in the yearbook they were voted like class clowns or something I can't remember the superlative but uh I was like oh I like her and he was like oh that's my friend and she happened to come down there to visit some girlfriends of hers and came over to his house and we met and kicked it and you know As as, as my stepdad said, you know, my my old rap was tighter than aluminum foil back then. You know what I mean? As my stepdad used to say. So I I put it down and she she was picking up everything I was putting down. So you know what I mean? Uh, And uh, we met and then we, you know, it kind of took off from there. So, but I kind of think I knew pretty fast, like, you know, like this, like it's just a different feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't explain it. And, you know, And the crazy part is she lived a little bit, she lived about two hours away. Uh, I was in San Diego. She was north of L.A. And I never keep in touch with people. Like, you know, I wasn't the best on the phone. So this back then, you know, we're older. This before social media and all that, you had to pick up the phone and stuff. And I would, you know, always kind of drift off and tail off. And it was just one of those relationships that I never did, you know. And we kind of, you know, talked at a distance for about a year and, you know, just got to know each other. So. Um, but I
1: knew kind of right away, I don't know that it was something about her, so that was mine. <laughs> and I say with mine, I met mine at um, House in the Park in Atlanta about um a little more than a decade ago. And she was with her homegirls and I was there with uh, one of my homeboys and everything. And I only funny thing is I don't even like house music. I really don't. But I love the women who like house music. You know what I'm saying? So that'll so make you I, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the women who love house music. You know what I'm saying? I love the natural heads. I love the, you know what I'm saying? I love that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't I, I don't feel nothing when I listen to house music, right? So she was with her uh, homegirls. And then one of her homegirls was like, hey, no, she was asking one of the home girls. She was just like, do you know that dude? And then the one sister was like, nah, I don't know him, which was false because she did know. Him. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't want to set that up. But her other homegirl was like, you know what, I that's an artist dude named O'Keefe. I do know him. So then she did the intro, but the other one was cock. Well, I guess she wasn't cock blocking. She was maybe clip blocking. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but um, so I met her through there. And then she was at, back, back then, that was when I was doing that uh, Hearts and Hands. when we, I had this company where we did the um, um, home services for the single woman. So it was kind of like Rent-A-Husband, right? So, you know what I'm saying? So she uh, she was like, yeah, why don't you swing through? And um, I'm having, like, this dinner for my girlfriends. So, you know, I come through, and I'm cooking dinner for, like, six, seven sisters and everything and doing that whole thing. And at that moment of doing it, it's just like our energy in the kitchen, our energy in that, sp- in that space, it was so in sync. You know what I'm saying? And I can tell that, uh, you know, after the conversations, yeah, she – had a great relationship with her dad because that was super important to me, you know what I'm saying? Because I was coming off of a divorce with like a bad news bear, you know what I'm saying? So, and then it just pushed, <laughs> yeah, that first one, ooh, that first one, man, almost took me out, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but, um, yeah, and then we just pushed from there where there were a lot of similarities between myself and her dad. And the crazy part, I'm just gonna say this, where her name is the, ex- her last name was my last name. You know what I'm saying? Like she can't. And her first name is my mama's first name. She came in the game, really. I was just <laughs> like, oh, we ain't even got to change. No, no, no driver's license. We got to change. No. Oh, we, oh, let's go. Let's go. And then yeah. we just push from there, man. So true story. True story.
0: That's real. That was the seamless transition then. Same transition. Yeah.
2: Wait, did that count as one of her meals, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey 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 hey! And it he cook look, that that I cooked that one
1: too. That might. I cooked that. Hey, I cooked that one and I charged it. <laughs> hey, and let me tell you, let me tell y'all. Uh, once I do, I was gonna go ahead and, and put it down because I told her the same thing—the three meal thing. Where um, Z she came to the uh, our book signing. You know, what I'm saying oh, at okay. the uh, Cafe Circle. Yeah. So you know, like I'm so. I'm so, like, when I'm locked in, I'm locked in, right? So, so I walk her and her girlfriend's to the car, and the two girlfriends get in the front, she get in the back, and I reached in and kissed her. You know what I'm saying? And she was just stunned. She was just like, you are so, I was like, look, man, I'm telling you, we about to go ahead and do this thing. So you, you go ahead and process whatever you need to process, but we going we, we go down the out. We, we doing that. You know what I'm saying? This thing because I'm too old to play that. Oh, are we going, nah. Well, I'm, I'm like aligned with it, like like I'm on it. So thank God they ain't turned into no case or nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we always laugh about that. She was like, you would have been in jail a thousand times. I'm like, you right. You know what I'm saying? But I just know what I like. You know what I'm saying? And I go get it, you know? And we put them yeah. in. But I'm here. What was so funny is
0: when O'Keeba had the... Uh, the rental husband, the hearts and hands, you know, he would, you know, go in, cook for him and do handiwork. One of our other friends, he kind of the alternate third member of the Rose Brass Lovers podcast. He was like, man, what is he doing, man? He trying to slide over there. He thought he was selling himself. He thought he was his escort. <laughs> you want to escort? Like, he, <laughs> he said, what is he doing sliding over there? He's trying to, for single women. <laughs> he was like, <laughs>
1: hey, it was, it's a great business. I had to, hey, and once we got together, she made me stop doing that business, man. I had like monthly, monthly plans. You can get the gold diamond, no gold diamond platinum plan. I had them on monthly retainers. It's a great, great business. She's like, you are not about to be in these women's houses.
2: You but darn right, I mean, cause
1: I, mm yeah, She was like- uh-huh. I'm
0: sure you are not letting your husband go work on nobody's roof over there, or fix no hot water
1: heaters. <laughs> But it's work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. That's what's not. That you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will give you a Rotor Router if something happened to your house. I will gladly give you the number. It won't be his. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: So, so, this was another one we were sent. Um, it was about a Chicago couple that had a destination wedding in Jamaica. Uh, they had to pay $120 per person, and eight out of the 109 guests who confirmed didn't show. So when they got back, they said, you know what? <laughs> they sent out some invoices to everybody. Ooh. And uh, I guess a couple have contacted them since the story went viral. But, you know, a bunch of people, you know, ain't picking up the phone like it's, uh, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't recognize the number. It's an 800 number. They don't want to pick up. So what do you guys think about that one?
2: You know what? Okay. So on one hand, I'm like, I get it. But on the other hand, in, right now, it's so much going on that could stop you from making it. And I'd be like, you know what? Chalk it up to the game. And when you when you do a wedding, you already know some people just ain't gonna come. So and you you account for that. So just let it go. If you didn't have it, you shouldn't have had that wedding. You ain't lie.
1: And I and I, I'll definitely say that. Where you know what I'm saying? I read some some stats where they said um, the more you spend on a wedding, the less likely it is that you're gonna be able to stay together. You know what I'm saying? So. It, if you're looking at, at at that type of financial commitment in the pandemic, thinking folks are going to – like, you ain't even thinking clearly from the door. That's a bad call on a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They need to eat that sandwich, man. Yeah. Don't eat
2: that. Because there's so many protocols. Again, I was actually in the airport coming back. You know, I was out of Tunnel Kiba mm-hmm. Coming back, and this dude and his family were in the airport broke down because they were supposed to be going to, I think, Jamaica, And they got their COVID test real time in the airport, and it showed that one of them was positive for COVID, and they literally could not board the flight. Oh man!
0: Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of places you gotta have it before you go
2: in. Mm -hmm. Um. And I mean, it's
0: just crazy because that they did it because they would have had to pay anyway. Like I don't, the resorts didn't know that people weren't coming. So they had to pay, you know, what is that? Uh, You know, 120 person, another, you know, a little over a thousand dollars. So they had to pay that money. They would have had to pay, to pay it regardless. And it wasn't like when the people came, they were giving them the 120. Right. So it's like you just chalked that up. I mean, hopefully they didn't damage some serious relationships they had or anything, friendships, anything behind that. But, uh, you know, I guess they felt some type of way, you know
2: what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, sure they felt- could hang that up.
0: Yeah. And so this was, uh, this was the last one. Somebody sent us this one that said, men are not intimidated by strong, by a strong woman, but far too many women believe that being aggressive, rude, and generally unpleasant makes them strong. Mm. No, it doesn't make you strong. It makes you insufferable. Mm. And it's not that we can't handle you, but that we prefer not to <laughs> in light of better options. Right. What do you think about that one? That's the what-
2: <laughs> <laughs> he he sounds like he been hurt. I I wanted to ask him who hurt you. <laughs> how you know I'm from a guy? No, I'm just. Saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, like, I heard not but truth did though. That's some truth.
2: Yeah, that is that that is very very true. But when you when you hear somebody talking like that, you don't been rejected sometimes because the reality is strong women aren't. First of all, strong women are very rarely walking around hollering about how strong they are like it's not an announcement that needs to be made like when people say i'm leaving i'm i'm leaving your fan page or i'm i'm unfollowing you you don't need to make this is not an airport you don't have to make an announcement just go and the same thing about being strong so if somebody walks in like i'm strong you already know it it, it, it ain't what it is so the, the there's truth in it if you are rude and belligerent that is not anybody being intimidated. That's just people don't want to be around you. And it's very different than somebody being intimidated because you're strong.
1: And I I think when you look at um, like the strength of a woman, listen I'll say a strength of a woman slash strength of a black woman. I was raised around all women, right? And my dad died when I was 10. And at no point in time did any of these women ever belittle me as a little boy. You know what I'm saying? And my mom ain't clipped my nuts. One, I wasn't giving them to her. Two, she never tried. You know what I'm saying? And fast forward into like this space now, there is this really confused version of what strong is versus I work better with black women. Like if I have a black woman in front of me, I work better with black women who A, have a healthy relationship with a husband and B, had a healthy relationship with a daddy, a granddaddy, an uncle. Them other dysfunctional jokers go, it's a terrible mixture. You know what I'm saying? So, because the illusion of strong means that I'm able to say disrespectful things to you that I wasn't able to say to my daddy because he didn't show up, or I didn't, I'm not able to say to my baby daddy. So I'm going to try and throw all this your way. And that is unfortunately such a, if I had 10 um, problem issues in my business, eight of that, eight is going to be that dysfunctional strong thing that's going on. That's not connected to a husband or a daddy. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I cheer on and support being strong but you don't have to be rude you don't have to be nasty and like you said the illusion of strength is a different thing it's just a different thing you can be a decent person you can be a good person and not be a jerk you know what i'm saying but folks folks got some things going on out here
0: And, and i think you know just like you said he's damaged probably a lot of the women he he's come in contact with were damaged and so they're coming off you know whether they had baggage from past relationships, like he said, daddy issues, things like that. Not that we don't come with that as well, but a lot of times I think that's put off on men and we have to pay for what somebody else did to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just, you know, it's unfortunate. And it well, it's just unfortunate women have to go through so much, but you know, again, when it's put off on us, you know, it's a turnoff. And then they think that, you know, we run over here, or, you know, we play us, or, you know, we don't mess with them. And, it's due to you know just us, oh, they can't take me or they can't take an independent woman and it has nothing to do with that. They just don't want to deal with all that yeah. comes with that. You know what I mean? they rather go to, uh, you know, quote-unquote, more subservient woman or, you know, things like that instead of deal with a lot of headaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stress
2: kills. <brilliant. healed. laughs> but here's the deal, though. You have to ask yourself some questions, and it's on both sides, on the men's side and the women's yeah. side. If you keep catching the same fish, you got to ask yourself, look at my bait. It's nothing wrong with the fish. And so Mm. if if every woman that you're running into is rude and belligerent and coming off and telling you they're strong, you, you are the problem, right? Because even in, in juxtaposition to what Okiba said, I wasn't raised with my father in the household and we didn't have a bad relationship. We didn't have a good one. But Frank had the right bait. So he he, whether this one person had a strong man in their life or not, there were certain things that he wasn't dealing with from me. So if I came with a certain he hadn't knew how to say, well, you know what, like I told you about our first argument when I raised my voice, he was like, okay, you might have learned something different, but we don't do that. Now, here's the deal. If I would have been able to make that adjustment and say, well, that's what I do. He like okay time for me to put my fit, my hook back in the water because this one ain't gonna work out right. Mm. So if you're consistently dealing with the same type of person, whether you're a man or a woman, you got to check what you're bringing to the table and what you're attracting because it's your bait, not the fish.
0: That's a good one, man. That's a ball right there. So we're gonna we're gonna let it close on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're gonna let it put a put a uh, a hat on it right there. And so that was lovely we really thank you for you know coming this evening and being with us and you know anytime you want to come
1: back the floor is open uh, you definitely gave us some gems tonight right. and definitely uh, Dean I appreciate it you know what I'm saying from top to bottom you know what I'm saying you're great and she's definitely a sister worth listening to you know what I'm saying like on all platforms so if you don't mind just letting the folks know where can they find you because she is more than just this relationship component you know what I'm yeah. saying? Where, where can they find you and what exactly do you do? Give us give us your elevator pitch as far as
2: Absolutely. It. First of all, you can find me in YBE Magazine because I'm 10 toes down for YBE. So you can find all of my articles there. You can also find me on IG at detra.giles That's D-E-T-H-R-A dot G-I-L-E-S. But most importantly, you can listen to my podcast, the Happily Ever Employed Podcast, where I teach people how to be the CEO of their career and to get from the cubicle to the corner office.
1: Mm. So one more question. Mm. So what do you, what do you, in addition to that, what do you do?
2: Oh, my gosh. So I'm a performance optimization coach that helps major corporations develop and promote their diverse talent. So a lot of DEI Working with them to say, how do we make the most money off of the talent we have, and to stop bleeding our good talent to our competition.
0: Oh,
2: sorry.
1: Make things run better. Long story short.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So again, we thank you so much for being with us this evening, and um, we thank all the listeners, you know, for tuning in each and every week and coming back and listening to us. You can catch us on the web at www.rnbkgang.com, on IG at rnbkgang. And on
1: Facebook at the Rose and Brass Knuckles Podcast. All right. So we're here. Make sure y'all check us out every week. And we got some things coming. It's in the mix. I know we've been saying that for a minute, but, you know what I'm saying, it's a pandemic. We got things going on and everything. We <laughs> and we definitely going to have to get you a sweatshirt and a hoodie, D, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm like, what, that's like where the, is that? Where
2: is
1: yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. We'll, I, hey, I'll put that in the mail this weekend. No, it'll be next week. You know, I next like so. week. will <laughs> do it next week. Yeah, we had to switch merch, people. I,
0: I, I was uh, uh, lint brushing my hat. The, the R&BK game came off. The, oh. We got to get, get a new merch, We got to get new merch, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's hard out these streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we
0: were already switching, so it ain't no big deal. Sure. But uh, as always, if the things we say made you feel some type of way, and that was a good word you need to hear today. It's the Rosenbrass Lucas podcast. We'll see you next week. All right, that's that collection plate, y'all.
1: The Brass knuckles podcast.